Welcome to a Slapshot episode of the Russian Rulers podcast. Well, today's is going to be a little off the cuff, and uh, the idea came to me a little while ago about, I've been asked, what books do you use? How do you research your your topics and your uh, the czars and the emperors and the rulers? And I've got a wide variety and a pretty large library, but I've kind of selected what I think are the best books that I've used to research the history Russia. And, you know, it's interesting because when you, when you do this, you find a lot of conflict. Uh, one of the places I find a lot of conflict with is Wikipedia, where they uh, have somehow made up some numbers, uh, you know, in events and names and things like that, where sometimes it's, a, you know, for the most part accurate. Uh, I really wouldn't rely on it. You know, for some it was it's nice as a little overview, but when you really want to dig down into it, there are a number of books that are just really the ones that you have to go through. And then even within those, you have to be careful because there's a lot of conflict there. Uh, history is its interpretation. So, you know, when I start, the book I had to go to was the one that I uh, used in 1976 when I took my first course in Russian history from uh, Dr. Paul Average, the late Dr. Average. And that's spelled A-V-R-I-C-H, if you want to look him up. Uh, he's written a no, He had written a number of books uh, on history, but with a particular bent on anarchism. Uh, we'll get to that subject in Russian history because that's a very important one. Uh, the anarchists were part of the overthrow of the Romanovs. Uh, we all remember the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks, but we do forget about the anarchists' role, and we'll get into that and maybe do a special little slapshot episode. But basically what I do with... Uh, Starting looking at Russian history, I go to one book. It's the one that we had as a textbook. It's now in its eighth edition, and it's called a aptly named a History of Russia. And the two authors are Nicholas Ryazanovsky. He was the original uh, writer and did the first few uh, editions. And Dr. Mark Steinberg was the uh, second author. And I've had a chance to email him a couple of times asking for permission to use parts of the book. And he says, yes, you may, but do... Tell people about the new edition if you do that. Uh, it is a masterful piece of work. Uh, let's see, it's about 700 pages. It covers pretty much ancient, prehistoric Russia all the way through the communist regimes. Uh, and it's interesting because he uses a number of sources. So when, you know, when I posted this idea on the Facebook today, Got a lot of responses really quickly, uh, people who were excited about this idea about the books. And one of the questions was, you know, how about uh, the kind of the revisionist history that the uh, Soviets came up with? You know, when they look back at the Romanovs, obviously they're not going to look at them in a very nice light. Uh, so what was the changes? And in this book, The History of Russia by Ryazanovsky and Steinberg, they use multiple sources. They talk about how the Soviet version of the economic issue, say, of Peter the Great or Catherine, versus the the contemporary historians or the ones that came an era later or the ones now that are in the post-Soviet era. So fantastic book. I would say that if you're going to start with a book on Russian history, that's the one. Now, if you want something a little lighter, that's a quick read. Uh, as quick reads go in Russian history in about 260, 270 pages uh, by Michael Court, that's K-O-R-T, and it's called A Brief History of Russia. And it's a nice little one. It has some uh, interesting things that, you know, has little kind of like pullouts, you might say, 
where it's, you know, little speeches that were done by somebody important, uh, things like that. And, and it's a nice little compilation of what went on in Russia. It uh, puts a lot into the Soviet era. And Michael Court has written a number of books on Russian history. Uh, another one is called The uh, Soviet Colossus. And that's a one that I'll be looking into when I get into the Soviet Union in just a couple months. Uh, the ones that I use kind of on a regular basis to look at things uh, include the book Tsar, Tsars, and it's spelled C-Z-A-R-S. I, of course, prefer the T-S-A-R uh, spelling of Tsar. But it's by uh, Ricci and uh, Duffy. Uh, really nice book on Russia's rulers for a thousand years. It basically goes from the start with Rurik and the birth of uh, Russia through St. Olga, Moscow's rise, Ivan the Great, Ivan the Terrible, Michael Romanov, and the total of the Romanov. So it's a, it's a nice read. It's a good book. Uh, th this is one that I have to really double-check the data sometimes and, you know, the numbers they use in battles and things like that, because there's a little bit of conflict with some of the other works. But on a whole, a very, very good book, and one I've used since the beginning of the podcast. Two other books I've used since the beginning of the podcast uh, over a year ago is one's called Russia, The Once and Future Empire from Prehistory to Putin, and that's by Philip Longworth. And it was one of the inspirations to doing this podcast, because, you know, when I saw the title, I went, huh, that would be an interesting thing to do you know, based my stuff on for the podcast. So it's a nice read. It's easy. It's understandable. Uh, you know, not very scholarly. You know, not in a bad sense. I mean, it's just a book that's a nice read on the history of Russia. For a more scholarly book, and something that's just amazingly uh, filled with great information, is Russia and the Russians, A History by Jeffrey Hosking. A uh, big book, again about 700 pages, uh, so it goes from the basically the big first emergence of Slavs in the historical record uh, to today. So excellent, excellent book if you really want to get into depth of Russian history. Another book that I find interesting if you're really fascinated more with just the Romanovs alone is The Romanovs, Ruling Russia from 1613 to 1917 by Lindsay Hughes. Uh, nice, about 300 pages. Uh, good book, starting with Michael Romanov and going right through to Nicholas II. So a nice little read if you're looking for that. Uh, I also like to see some books that kind of give me a little bit of a insight into the people of uh, Russia. And one... Uh, for those of you who are interested, it's called Women in Russian History by Natalia Pushkareva. Uh, it's a translated from Russian, and so it goes over quite a number of the women. You know, what did they like, live like in the 10th to 15th century? And Moscovy, uh, the Enlightenment, people like Catherine I, the wife of uh, Peter the Great, Catherine the, you know, the Great herself, uh, how they were, you know, treated in the 19th and early 20th centuries. So a fascinating book uh, if you're looking at, say, people and women. Another one that I've used uh, for individuals, I mean, for finding out more about society, and I've done a couple of uh, Slapshot episodes uh, from the readings here, and it's called Reinterpreting Russian History. Uh, it's, com it's a compilation of readings from the year 860 to 1860, 
It's by uh, edited by Daniel Kaiser and uh, Gary Marker. And it's fascinating when you want to find out what was it like to live everyday life in, in Muscovy from the people who lived there, uh, their writings. Uh, you know, things like the instructions on estate administration in the 18th century, uh, the actual documents and what the people wrote, how landlords, you know, instructed their clerks, their bailiffs, who were the people who ran their uh, estates, and how they were to treat the serfs and things like that. You get some really interesting things here. Uh, so, fascinating book if you want to know more about the society and the day-to-day -day living of people. Oh, one book I did forget to mention about uh, the Romanovs themselves, uh, and this is one that I'm going to be coming back to, and it's by noted author on Russian history, Robert Massey. And this one is on the Romanovs on the final chapter. Uh, he's also written a book called Nicholas and Alexandra, so he's really looked into especially the final uh, Romanovs uh, days. And that's an interesting one. And the other one, of course, if you want to find out about an individual great Tsar. There's none other than Peter the Great. And then we have the book by Massey called Peter the Great. It's the one that the movie was uh, based on, the TV series. So uh, it's a big, long read. It's a little over 800 pages in paperback. Uh, my copy, if you saw it, has no cover on it anymore. It's missing some of the first pages because uh, we really went through it when we did our podcast on, on Peter the Great. And it was a real great help. If you don't want to read that much on Peter, but you were fascinated by him, another great piece of work, and I really enjoyed this one. It's uh, called Peter the Great, and it's by Derek Wilson. This one is more, you know, a couple days worth of reading. It's uh, over 220 pages, but an excellent one on uh, Peter himself. Another question is that came up, do you have a book on Catherine the Great? Yes, and it's by Henry Troyat. And this is the book that is basically about her life, but through her eyes. Uh, we're, we're amazed that we have a lot of writings from Catherine. So what uh, this man, uh, Henri Troyat, did, and this is a translated book for those of you who want it in English. Uh, it's been done by uh, Joan Pinkham. Uh, it really goes into her life through her eyes and from the readings that we have, and the writings, excuse me, from her. So, nice little book, about 350 pages. Uh, usually what I do is I buy them used because, uh, you know, if I were to buy all these books new, I would uh, certainly have a lot more advertising on the uh, podcast. But that's an excellent book on Catherine the Great. Also had a question on uh, Ivan. What's the best book on Ivan the Terrible? Well, there were two. If you want to get to the guy, the person who's considered the expert on Ivan the Terrible, it's Isabel, and I'm probably going to botch the last name, de Madariaga. And uh, she's a uh, professor emeritus of Russian studies at the University of London, and her book entitled Ivan the Terrible is considered the book on the subject. Uh it's around 400 pages, used it quite a bit in uh, my series on Ivan. It was just such a fascinating, uh, especially psychologically, he's a fascinating character. And the other one is by uh, Robert Payne and Nikita Romanov. And yes, that is the Romanov, uh, uh, one of the members of the Romanov family who passed away a number of years ago, uh, kind of recently. Uh, 
this book was written, you know, about, I'd say, 20 years old, 1975, so about 40 years. But it's a nice little book on Ivan, a uh, little easier of a read than the uh, other one by the same title. So if you're looking for Ivan the Terrible, that's a really nice one. Then there's uh, another author who's written a couple of, number of books on Russia, but he does it in such a fascinating manner. He really looks at the heart and the soul of the people and what they went through. Uh, the first one that I saw, and uh, you know, th these are big books, so you know, with between my job and my podcast, I really don't get a total time to read these these books all the time. Uh, but the first one is Natasha's Dance, and it's a cultural history of Russia. Uh, it's a it's a masterful work. The way I read it, I mean, it's like you're reading a great novel about these people and you begin to understand kind of the sadness of their lives and what they had to go through. And, you know, people say, well, you know, the Russians are pretty hard drinkers. Well, if you read a book like this, you'll understand why and how tough it was to be a Russian and the lives that they led. You know, with my family uh, that came from Russia, they lived a very charmed life. They lived in uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, they lived in the lap of luxury for those people. But let me tell you, Life in St. Petersburg is tough. It's cold. The days are very short in the winter, and it's a long winter, so you have to really get through it. So life is not easy, even in you know the, for the people who did well, uh, like members of my family. But uh, Natasha's Dance is a great one. And then one that I'm going to be leaning on uh, starting in a few weeks is called uh, A People's Tragedy, The Russian Revolution, 1891. To 1924, another huge book, over 800 pages, but so rich in information about how the people lived and how tragic the Russian Revolution really was. Uh, the, the cost to human life and, and suffering was just immense. Uh, from there, uh, if you want something that's kind of brief, uh, and you know, it's it's kind of interesting is when, when I do the Russian history. You have to understand that a lot of the names of the towns have changed and the countries, you know, there's nothing, you know, Livonia, where is that? You know, where is, you know, White Russia and, and things like that. So there was this book called The Rutledge Atlas of Russian History, and it basically goes through all the different maps of where did these people come from? You know, where were the trade routes? Where were the, uh, the attacks, like the Polish revolts or, you know, the different revolutions and where they happened and, and the... Uh, the conquests with Lithuania and how Catholicism started encroaching into Russia. Uh, we have things of Moscow's, uh, you know, growth and where did it grow and how did it do it. So it's a nice little book, not very long. And if you want to look at the maps and understand what went on in that fashion. Uh, another question that came out on the Facebook uh, group, and I really uh, strongly urge everybody to join it. It's uh, well over 150 people. We have some pretty lively discussions and questions there. And I want to thank all of those of you who are there, you know, too many to name personally, but, you know, you're giving me some great feedback, and it makes it, for me, worthwhile to do this podcast, knowing some people you know, really are interested in it. But one was the Crimean War. Now, especially from people from uh, Great Britain, uh, they fought the war, and people from France as well, and they were taught one side of what happened with the Crimean War. Uh, I have to say that it was, you know, the cockiness of the uh, Romanovs, and the uh, you know the Russians at the time they thought well hell you know we're beating a you know tarnation out of uh, the Turks so why don't we just keep on going and Great Britain and France and going no 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 that's enough 
you know, back off, boy. And Russia didn't think of it, that they were falling behind technologically in war, and their route supplies were terrible, but they thought they could just roll over and win this war. And had they run it right, and had they had their supply lines corrected and had kept up with things, uh, they would have just rolled over the... Uh, over the people from Great Britain and uh, France, their armies, as well as the Turks. And they might have liberated the entire area. And Russia would have been bigger than uh, what it is now. But the book is uh, called Crimea, uh, The Great Crimean War from 1854 to 1856. And it's by Trevor Royal. Quite a large uh, book again. You know, it's funny, when you look at Russian history, these books tend to be very big because Russia is so big and their history is so rich. Uh, tend to be pretty, you know, pretty decent books. Uh, another question we got, uh, Alexander. Alexander I was a fascinating Tsar, and I didn't get into it terribly deep into the whole idea of his disappearance and his de supposed death. Uh, there is a book called Imperial Legend by Alexis uh, Trubizovsky. Probably pronouncing that terribly wrong. It's Trubizovsky. Soksky, uh, but it talks about the death and disappearance of Alexander I, and did he really become a monk named Fyodor Kuzmich? Uh, it's fascinating, you know, looking at the research and saying, you know, that basically when the uh, Soviets opened up his tomb, they didn't find anyone, and I've talked to a number of uh, People that uh, I know in Russian know Russian history uh, from my parents and the you know their uh, Orthodox Church, and they said the one thing we can do is we know the remains of uh, you know the monk uh, Kuzmich. All we need to do is the DNA testing because we do have the DNA from uh, many of the Romanovs who still are around. So you know that could finally solve the mystery and prove for once and for all did he actually die. Uh, or did he just give up the throne, which is kind of my idea. And then finally, a book that was given to me in the early 70s, uh, and many who have done Russian history uh, and who have studied it and looked into it have gotten this book. Uh, it was first copyrighted in 1966 by James Billington, and it's aptly called The Icon and the Axe, An Interpretive History of Russian Culture. So another one of those very long, large books, lots of great references to it, and uh, my copy is already uh, significantly browned. I've had it since uh, about 1972, and it's one that I, you know, went through, and it's also been one that we were, uh, we had to read when we took uh, the year of Russian history. So that's it. I hope uh, it'll give you some insight into what I'm doing and and how I get all my information. You know, I just don't try to go through one book. I try to look and verify and make sure that, you know, what I'm writing about is true, it's verifiable. Uh, you know, it would be better if I could read Russian and get into it that way, but alas, uh, you know, my spare time in learning a language like that would be quite difficult. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't, again, don't forget to join the uh, Russian Rulers History Podcast uh, Facebook group. And, uh, you know, enjoy your day, and I hope you uh, enjoyed this podcast. And... As always, das vidanya i spasiba bolshoya.